Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 106 of Better Regulate Than Never. You know what is so exciting about this week? On Thursday, this podcast will be two years old. I can't believe it. I have released an episode to you every Tuesday for two years, and I love it. And I haven't stopped thinking about ideas for things that I want to talk to you about. (laughs) But if you have been listening for a while or watched my Instagram live last week, I like to talk. (laughs) So I think that podcasting was the perfect thing for me to, to get my information out there. When I get discouraged about my business, I remind myself that I have consistently worked on this podcast when the average lifespan of a podcast is six months. I need to celebrate this win of two years. There are almost two and a half million podcasts in the world. And there's about 19,000 starting every 30 days. There are some podcasts that have only one episode and they stopped. Consistency is vital in so many things that we do or try. Did you know that there was a story about a a gold miner that researched and had studies done on different areas to mine for gold, bought the equipment, went to, I mean, I suppose he probably had to buy that land. I don't really know exactly how that works. I'm not a gold miner, but he went to work and decided, you know, this is where we're digging for gold. And so he's there and months go by, he's digging, digging, digging. He doesn't find any gold. So he just decides, I'm going to sell my equipment, the land, whatever, given up on this, going to go do something else. The next person who bought the land to mine found gold within three feet of where the first miner stopped. Don't quit too soon. So many times we want to do things, we get excited about something, and then we just give up on it when it's hard or when it's not going the way we want to. Don't quit when you're three feet away. You don't know when you're only three feet away from gold. I really believe that if I keep going, I can only find success. There's no downside to continuing. I know people are listening and getting something from hearing this information. And that is my goal. You know, last week on my Instagram live, I talked about how my Myers-Briggs personality type wants the world to know how important they are and how the tool and have the tools to be the best people that they can be. And that is the whole purpose of this podcast. I want others to get the information sooner than I did. I don't want you to be in your midlife and think, oh my gosh, Here's all these things. I want you to know as a young person, so your whole life, you're working to create the life you want, not creating a substandard regular life. And then you're halfway through your career or halfway through your life. And you're like, wait a minute, I want to do something else. (laughs) Uh, And even though that's okay. And if you're in your midlife and you listen, which is beautiful, 
there's, there's no expiration date to doing the things that you want to do. So don't be discouraged about any age, but I'm just excited that young people can know this stuff right now. And that is my goal is I want you to know now so you can just create the life from the very beginning that you want. So today we're talking about the Enneagram and Clifton Strengths. So a few years ago, I was because I've been listening to podcasts for years. And a few years ago, there was a podcast about Enneagram. And, and they were talking about the different Enneagram numbers. And they I don't know if they went through all nine of them on the one podcast. I feel like they had several weeks of talking about different numbers and I was listening to all of it. And when they were talking about the different numbers, I was like, oh, I'm that number. You know, I'm a one or I'm a six or I'm a whatever. Like as I would hear about it, I would think, oh yeah, that really describes me. And I just got really excited about you know, which one am I? And I got some books and I started studying about the Enneagram because it was just fascinating to me because I love, as I've said so many times, I love all that stuff. But it really took me this, the Enneagram in particular took me some studying in order to really figure out what number I was. And so tomorrow on the Instagram live, I'm going to tell you what number I am. I originally was surprised about my number, but now that I've really kind of dug into the Enneagram and I even did a book study about the Enneagram with my former coworkers, which was really fun. And so we found out what everyone's number was, but after I really studied it, I'm not surprised that that's my number. But um, when I first was hearing about it, I really had to study. So just think about that. I am going to put again, like I did last week, links to quizzes in the show notes. So you can take quizzes to find out what your number is. But the Enneagram might be something you'll want to kind of look into a little bit more. But this is what you need to know about the Enneagram. It is a system of personality typing that describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. So the Enneagram describes nine different personality types, and they are represented by a number. So someone's a one or a six or a eight or whatever. And according to the Enneagram, each of the nine personality types is defined by a particular core belief and about how the world works or their belief about how the world works. And of course, there are many layers to this and much more complicated than this brief description that I'm going to give you today. But essentially, this is what the numbers mean. A number one is a perfectionist and wants to do everything just right and is often self-critical. A two is the helper and they want to be of assistance and to be liked and often masks his or her own feelings and needs. A three is the achiever and is driven to perform well and to win approval. Four is the individualist and is sensitive, often dramatic, and likes to express him or herself and needs to feel special. 
A five is the observer, is curious, wants to understand everything, and is, and is often shy. Six is the questioner, is alert, looks for security, and may be fearful or confrontational in the face of the unknown. Seven is the adventurer, seeks anything new and fun, and often exhibits a short attention span. Eight is the asserter, to straw, in a strong, energetic, and often aggressive. And nine is the peacemaker, and wants everyone to be happy and avoids conflict. So you may have heard some things there that you're like, oh, I think that might be my number, or that sounds like me. And that's exactly what I did on the podcast I listened to. I was like, oh, I think this one's me. I think this one's me. In this test in particular, they talk about how we have parts of all nine personality types in ourselves, which I'm sure there are different ways that you could hear that. And that's why it was so hard for me to decide which one I was, because I felt like I was all of them. So we are all of them in a way, but the main thing that helped me to understand which one I was, was these three questions. And so I don't want to get into all of this because it would take me so many hours to explain all of this stuff, but there are three triads in the nine. So there are three personality types that are in the gut there are three personality types that are in the heart, and there are three personality types that are in the head. And so this is the way that I figured out which one mine is. So I wanted to make sure that I asked these three questions. And you actually, you ask these three questions of yourself, and then whichever one resonates with you, then I'll tell you that you're probably one of three types, and that'll kind of narrow it down for you. So here's the questions. The first question is, when I encounter a new situation or problem, am I likely to want to do something, anything, even before I possess all of the relevant facts? So when you're faced with a certain problem or situation, are you likely to want to do something? And if you want to do something about it, you are in the gut triad. Number two, when I'm anxious or stressed, are people likely to tell me I'm overreacting emotionally? And if you are someone who overacts emotionally, you're in the heart triad. And the third one, When I'm anxious or stressed, are people likely to tell me I'm shutting down or underreacting emotionally? And if you are someone who shuts down or is underreacting emotionally, then you're in the head triad. So if number one resonates with you in the gut triad, then you're probably a one, an eight, or a nine. Those are the three in the triad. If two, the second question resonated with you, you're in the heart triad. And so you're probably a two, three, or four. And if the number three question resonated with you, you're in the head triad and you're probably a five, six, or seven. 
So you probably would need a book or a website of some kind to kind of look at all these things and try to figure out which one you are. But that is what helped me to narrow down that I was one of those three numbers. And then I kind of went through those three to decide which one was mine. So I don't know if that will help you, but that's what really solidified it for me. I'm also going to put a link to the particular book I used to help me with the Enneagram, but you can, uh, there's millions of books out there and websites that you can go to and because it depends on whether you want to spend money or not. A lot of times I like to buy a book or something, pay for a certain quiz just to kind of give it, give me more information, but there are ways to find out all this stuff for free. I also chose to talk about Clifton Strengths today because my number one strength in Clifton Strengths points directly to my Enneagram number. So that's why I kind of put those together. And I just recently got into the Clifton Strengths. I didn't know about it for a long time. And then in life coaching, there are some coaches and some just different people that I follow and work with that use Clifton strengths. And so I thought, well, I need to know what mine are. And of course, I'm going to reveal all of that to you on my Instagram live tomorrow. But this is what you need to know about Clifton strengths. So the approach was developed by Don Clifton, and he wanted to study human development. And all of the books he saw as he was studying human development, were about what's wrong with humans instead of what's right about them. So Don spent the rest of his life developing this system that would help people see what their strengths were. And I love that because I'm always wanting people to look at what they're doing right and what's going right for them and what things work best for their personality, because that's the direction you're going to want to go in your life. So it's important to know those things. Now, the Clifton Strengths, there is, I'm going to put a link to what they said is a free test. And I hope it is, I didn't take that one. And so I think that might be the right one to do. But I did pay for this test. There are different pay amounts and I didn't find one. I don't know if paying makes the results better or not, but the Gallup organization is who took is where I took my paid test. So I just paid for my top five, but there are actually 34 strengths. And so I don't want to talk about all 34 here it would take too long. So you can kind of discover that on some of the links that I'm going to put in the show notes, but it really helps you to hone in on your top five. And that is, they've been using this test to help organizations improve their company culture and performance, which I love. And so the Clifton Strengths isn't really a personality test. It's a performance-based tool to help you to understand your innate skills and helps you to uncover areas where you have the greatest potential because you want to work towards your strengths. And then there are themes 
that those 34th strengths fall under. And those themes are strategic thinking, relationship building, influencing and executing. Many people have believed that in order to improve, you need to work on your weaknesses. But the Clifton Strengths Assessment takes the opposite approach, and it teaches you to focus on and build on your strengths, which I think totally makes sense. It gives you the self-awareness to know what you're good at and how to leverage your strengths, which I think is so important. They talk about how this can improve your career because 46% of people are dissatisfied with their current jobs. And we're in the great resignation right now where people are leaving their jobs in droves. And so a lot of people I think have been in jobs that they, that weren't utilizing their strengths. And if they, they knew what their strengths were, then they could more likely choose careers that would fit in those strengths. It also helps you to work better with others because if you know what your strengths are and maybe your company knows what the strengths of everyone are, that they could put people in teams where different strengths were in that team so that people could perform at their highest level, which I think is a great idea. The top five strengths of the general population are achiever, responsibility, learner, realtor, and strategic. I have one of those strengths in my top five, and I'll talk about that tomorrow on the Instagram live. But this is what the top five mean. An achiever works hard and they have a great deal of stamina. Someone with the responsibility strength would take psychological ownership for what they say they will do, and they are honest and loyal. Learners have a great desire to learn and want to always be improving. Four, realtors enjoy close relationships with others and like to work as a team. And the, the strategic strength finds alternative ways to do something. They can see patterns in things. I hope you have been looking at yourself these past couple of weeks and try to find out what are your strengths and what are your personality types and where, where can you use those strengths in your life to be a better student, be a better partner, be a better friend? How can you choose jobs that fit for your strengths. Now I know when you're in high school and you're getting jobs that most of them probably don't fit for your strengths necessarily because you only have such a small uh, pool of jobs to choose from. But as you get older, you will have a wider array of jobs you can choose from. And I think it will be helpful for you to know What are your strengths and assets so that you can create a life that you really enjoy and create a job situation that you really enjoy? Please help me celebrate two years in podcasting by sharing an episode with a friend. It can be any of the 106 episodes. It doesn't have to be this one, but if you're listening to this one and you want to help me out, just share this one with someone because Hopefully, if it sparks something for them that they're interested in, they can go back and listen to the other ones on their own. And if you haven't rated or reviewed my podcast yet, please do. 
The easiest way to do that is on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because they have a rate and review right there on the episode page. But there is Podchaser, and I'll put a link to Podchaser if you haven't been there before. I actually like Podchaser because you can make your own playlists of like favorite podcasts that you like, or you can share lists so other people can find, like you could make a list of self-help podcasts and you can make your list public so other people can find your list. And then they're like, oh, I'm interested in self-help. And then there's a list of different podcasts that maybe are for self-help or whatever. And you can also like follow podcasts on there. And my podcast is on there. But there's probably many other ways to rate and review or make a list of podcasts or whatever. So do whatever it is. I just really want to reach more people. And however you do that with rating and reviewing or sharing, more people will find out. You can send me a message by email or on social media and tell me what episode has helped you the most. I would love to hear about that. I do, I can look at which episodes have been downloaded the most, but a lot of it I don't think necessarily has to do with that that topic in particular resonated with people. It just kind of sometimes has to do with when it came out and when people started listening and all of that. Don't forget, if you're in the Topeka area, all the month of September, I'm going to different coffee shops and talking in person to people. And today, in fact, I'm going to be at Cafe Catesall from 11 to 12. They have a student special discount during that time. And if you have your student ID, you can get a discount on, they serve food there, which is amazing. And also coffee drinks and other kind of drinks. And you can have a discount during that time. Come by and have lunch with me. That would be so fun. I'm also going to be at coffee bar tomorrow, Wednesday, September 21st from six to 7 PM. I'm trying all different kinds of times and places so that if you're in school, if you're in class around 11 to 12 today, that hopefully tomorrow, Wednesday from six to seven, you're not in class and you can come and see me at Coffee Bar. Coffee Bar is just across from Washburn University's campus. So it's pretty easy to get to. I cannot wait to talk to you. So I'm going to see you tomorrow on Instagram Live when I tell you what my Enneagram number is and my top five Clifton strengths. Have a good day.